Perfect. Bismillah. So, moving on. Then this is the final portion of the hadith, inshallah ta'ala. The Prophet says what? فَإِنَّ أَحَدَكُمْ لَيَعْمَلُوا بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ حَتَّى لَا يَكُونُ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهُ إِلَّا ذِرَاعٌ فَيَسْبِقُ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابُ فَيَعْمَلُوا بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ النَّارِ فَيَدْخُلُوا النَّارِ That the Prophet says, so one of you may do good deeds, the deeds of the characteristics of the people of paradise. You're going to do so many good deeds that there's going to be nothing between you and paradise except an arm's length. Virah, an arm's length. But then what, when what has been written for him uh, 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 will basically uh, uh, kick in, or you could say it will, it will come into effect, and it will uh, decide his behavior, and he will start doing evil characteristics and evil, uh, the, the deeds of uh, evil people, and that will bring him all the way ultimately to the fire until he finally is entered into the fire. So this is a very scary portion of the hadith. It's mentioning what? That you don't know... You never know as a believer what is written upon you. And this is trying to prevent us from arrogance. Because many, many a times what happens is you start praying your salawat regularly. You start reading Quran. You start saying to yourself, I'm giving lots of da'wah, I'm giving charity, etc. So you start to say to yourself, I'm good. I must be of those who are written for paradise. I must be guaranteed. This hadith is letting you know, listen, Allah Ta'ala knows what your ending is going to be. Allah Ta'ala knows... Uh, right? The Prophet says that that, uh, that actions are by, are by their conclusions. Actions are by their conclusions. So therefore, you don't know how you're going to end. And therefore, don't get complacent. Don't get too comfortable. Always be on guard. Never become arrogant. Remember that even Ibrahim salam, even Ibrahim salam made dua, Oh Allah, protect me from shirk. Imagine, the one who was breaking the idols. The one that was giving so much da'wah and calling to the truth that they were going to throw him. That they did. They threw him into a fire for it. And Allah Ta'ala miraculously saved him. This is a Khalilullah. This is a Prophet of Allah Ta'ala. Uh, and yet, subhanAllah, even he is making dua, Oh Allah, protect me from shirk. What does that imply? That all of us, if we don't know what our ending is going to be like, therefore we should never get complacent or get lazy, and we should always know that anything can change. Therefore, I will always try to work harder and harder to always protect myself and to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. In fact, the Prophet Sallallahu says what? إِنَّمَا سُمِّيَ الْقَلْبَ that it is only called qalb because of how it does taqallub. Taqallub means to, 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 to change a lot. To change and like, taqallub is like when things are moving and changing very often. That's why the word qalb, that's where it comes from. Why? Because the similitude of the heart is like a leaf hanging by the trunk of a tree that it is being blown upside down by the wind. Imagine, you can imagine a, a leaf that is just being, just barely hanging on and it keeps on fluttering in the wind. The Prophet is saying is that's like the heart. It's happy and it's sad. And just by the wind, and subhanAllah, wind is like the words, like, you know, you, you speak words and that's, uh, that's, you know, the wind comes out of your throat to, to cause words, right? And subhanAllah, somebody can say something, one minute it makes you so happy. Somebody can say something else, two minutes later you feel so angry. And then, you know, one word can make you cry, one word can make you laugh, etc., etc. Subhanallah, through just a little bit of wind, our heart jumps up and down, up and down. So subhanAllah, this is a beautiful hadith reminding us that the heart is always changing. And that in that exact same way, be careful. Because one day you might feel like my iman is so strong, something could just happen and change, and then subhanAllah, your iman can go right down. So never just become complacent, rather always be on guard. Subhanallah. Now, uh, and, and remember that even if you've done lots of good deeds, they can all be wiped away if you commit something like kufr. 
So all that can make your deeds become like dust. So may Allah protect us from kufr and shirk and so on and so forth. Ameen. Now, of course, this hadith could be a reference to people going to hell for a short period of time. So it could be the case that you do lots of good deeds, but then near the end of your life, you become lackadaisical, and you allow yourself to do many things that are haram. And because of that haram, you're going to be purified in the fire for a portion of time. And Allah knows for how long. So this hadith could be a reference to that. And then the final portion of the hadith is, وَإِنَّ أَحَدَكُمْ لَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ النَّارِ حَتَّى مَا يَكُونُ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهُ إِلَّا ذِرَاعٌ فَيَسْبِقُ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابِ فَيَعْمَلُ عَمَلَ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ فَيَدْخُلُهَا And it also could be the case that one of you may do the deeds of the characteristics of the people of hellfire. So much so that there's nothing between them and the hellfire except for an arm's length, like you're just right at the edge of hellfire. Then what has been written for him then uh, comes into effect and transforms their behavior. And that person starts to do deeds, the characteristics of uh, the people of paradise. And ultimately they enter paradise. And inshallah ta'ala we hope and we believe that this is the more frequent one. That more often it is the case that people do lots of evil deeds, but because of maybe one Ramadan, one Hajj, one good deed, one whatever it may be, it is maqbul, it is accepted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and therefore because of that, subhanAllah, Allah ta'ala uh, 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 transforms their life and makes them change, and inshallah ta'ala pulls them out of the fire and brings them into paradise. Furthermore, this could be a reference to, don't forget, how many of the Sahaba, how many of the Sahaba were people that were doing the actions and the deeds of the people of hellfire. They were upon shirk. They were killing each other. They were fighting each other. They were even opposing the Prophet ﷺ. When we think of Umar ibn al-Khattab, who was an enemy of Islam. When we think of Khalid ibn Walid, Abu Sufyan, Ikrimah ibn Abi Jahl, and so on and so forth. May Allah be pleased with them. So many of these people were staunch enemies of Islam, but Allah Ta'ala knew that I know what their ending is going to be like. Now keep in mind, this does not mean that Allah Ta'ala forces you you're, you, have, you have your good deeds. Uh, you're, you're the one that chooses your deeds, I should say. Excuse me. You're the one that chooses your deeds. It's just that Allah has foreknowledge of it. And I know the classic question is, well, if Allah knows everything I'm going to do, why does He put us through this whole process? It's not for His knowledge, it's for our knowledge. So that when we pass away, and when we die, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a hujjah either for us or against us. Obviously, Allah ta'ala could just create someone in hell. He just pops up, hey, what am I doing here? Well, you were going to do lots of bad deeds, so I put you in hell. No, 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 give me a chance. Send me to, to, to earth. Send, give me a chance. Well, I'll do good deeds. I will obey the messengers. I will be a good person. I will follow the truth. So, you know, this is, this is what the people will say on judgment day. Give me another chance. I will be a better person. And subhanAllah, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what? That, well, the whole point of life is to do tamiz, to separate the filth from the pure. And that's the, the whole concept of fitna. Fitna, fatan, right? Fitna is hard times and trials and so forth, tests, right? A fitna is a test. And fatan is the person who takes the raw ore and puts it into the fire. And that's what separates the pure gold from the filth, right? And so that's what this dunya is. This dunya, this whole dunya is a fitna, it's a test. Why? Because that, the heat of this test, the difficulties and the trials and so on and so forth, when Allah tests us with both good and bad, it is what is going to separate the pure from the filth. And that's what's going to, that's, and the hujjah is being put upon us every single day. Every single day we're learning about ourselves. What do I do when I have free time? What do I do when I have money? What do I do when, I'm, when I have, uh, you know, a power over people? When I'm the boss, right? When I have children, when I have friends, when I have whoever. So all of this is being proven to us over and over again. 
So may Allah Ta'ala make us of those who always try to prove to ourselves and to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that when we are given opportunities, we always do good instead of evil. Amin Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah forgive us for our shortcomings. This is a very, very important hadith which teaches us what? Never write people off. Never write somebody off. What does that mean to write somebody off? It means that you say, oh, this person, this person does so much evil, guaranteed they're going to hell. Oh, you, you're so, you're so bad, you all, you know, I think you're going, you're, you're going to burn for what you're doing, right? We shouldn't write people off. We should be hopeful. We should know that people can change. We should know that Allah Ta'ala, His mercy is vast. So we can never claim that people are definitely going to hell. Yes. So subhanAllah, this hadith has many different elements to it. One, it's the reminder of how we are developed and created to remind us that as Allah created us the first time, then for sure Allah Ta'ala can resurrect us. So that's a re- reminder of that. Number two, it's a reminder, what? That there are many different stages in our development. Why? Allah Ta'ala could have just made us mubasharatan, one shot, right? Faj'atan, uh, right? Just all of a sudden, right? Boom, we just pop into existence. But subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in stages. And even Allah ta'ala created the universe in six days, right? Sitati ayyamin. Why? What is the wisdom behind this? Wallahu alam, but it seems that one of the wisdoms is to say what? When you do something important, take your time with it, even if you feel like you can do it fast. Obviously, Allah can just say, kun fayakun, be in it is. But Allah ta'ala is giving us an example of how you should take your time, even if you can do something fast, so that we are, we take our time with what we do. Furthermore, it gives us a sense of gratitude. We should feel grateful that Allah Ta'ala put us through all of these stages. When I was a fetus that could not defend myself, and even, you know, your parents, what can they do? If they're told that the fetus has a problem, they just say, okay, it has a problem, what can we do? They can't, you know, the mother can't say, okay, well, I'm going to fix it by, uh, you know, I'm going to control this and, and change that. SubhanAllah, the process just is, is automatic, right? And so in that automatic process, Allah Ta'ala was taking care of us the entire time. And Allah Ta'ala gave us all of our faculties of sight and hearing and, 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 and movement and so on and so forth. SubhanAllah, what a, what a ni'mah from Allah Ta'ala. So this hadith should give, give us a sense of gratitude. We should remember that it is our deeds that's important. Anybody can say, well, I believe this or I believe that. But this hadith is specifying that a person does the deeds that bring him close to hellfire and then they change their deeds and bring them, inshallah, to paradise or vice versa. So it's the idea of what? Don't just tell yourself, well, I'm a good person on the inside. Okay, prove it. Being good on the inside is not sufficient. It has to manifest itself. Internal, external. They have to both be present. And this hadith reflects that point very beautifully. And uh, of course, this is a very powerful reminder that we should always be between hope and fear. Hope that if I'm on my way, if I'm doing lots of evil, inshallah, I can turn it around. And fear that even if I'm doing lots of good, I should be fearful that it might all turn around on me. I don't know at the last minute things can go wrong. There's a famous... Uh, uh, story from Imam Ahmed, uh, rahimahullah. His son heard him on his deathbed. His son heard him saying, uh, not yet, not yet. And then he asked, Father, I heard you saying not yet. Why did you say that? And then uh, he said, uh, well, shaitan came to me. I could hear shaitan's whispers coming to me and saying, you've beaten me. Ya Ahmed ibn Hamad, you've beaten me, you've beaten me. Uh, at every turn, I tried to give you this test temptation, this temptation, and you've always beaten me. And then Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal's response was not yet. In other words, shaitan was just at the last second trying to insert a little bit of arrogance into his heart by saying, you're so good. Your whole life, you've always obeyed Allah, and you've always done good things, and you never slipped, and you've always held on to the truth. You've beaten me. And the whole idea of him saying, you've beaten me, is to give him a little bit of kibr, just a little bit of arrogance. So he says, yeah, I have beaten you. I'm the man. Just so he could ruin, just, just ruin the ending. And so he said, no, no, not yet. I haven't beaten you yet. Until not just one foot, but both feet are in Jannah, then I'm not satisfied. 
Until then, I'm not going to put my guard down. And so, he, subhanAllah, you can see the, 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 the carefulness of Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal. Uh, and yes, of course, this is a, a great um, encouragement for all of us to turn back and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we've done anything evil, and we should know that Allah ta'ala is ultimately forgiving. So with that, inshallah ta'ala, we uh, uh, finish and we close, inshallah ta'ala. So we will open it up now for comments and questions. May Allah make us of those who always turn back to Him and make us of those who are Sa'id instead of Shaqi. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.